0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today.
1: I rise in honor of trans joy that deserves to be celebrated, not eradicated. I rise with unconditional love for my trans daughter, Riley, and I rise in solidarity with every trans American seeking nothing less than their inalienable right to the pursuit of of happiness. To stand in the way of that right is to stand against our most basic American values. But that's exactly what mega extremists are doing across this country, on school boards, in state capitals, here in the halls of Congress. Elected officials are using their power to undermine the freedoms and human dignity of trans Americans. And they're waging an especially vicious crusade on our kids. These attacks make me all the more grateful for the unconditional love that Mimi and Joe LeMay of Massachusetts have for their son, Jacob. Mimi and Joe have faced vitriol and cruelty from right-wing extremists, all because they heard, accepted, and embraced Jacob when he told them he's a boy. So Jacob decides... And the parents go
0: along. And to notice that that is not true is cruel. Representative Catherine Clark, you're wrong. And I would tell you, you're wrong anywhere, at any time, in any place. And I'm not telling you not to love your children. In no way did I say this. I don't know if your children are adults or minors. But every conversation regarding the conversations we see around the country are about children. And if you are okay with children deciding their own medical futures, if you're okay with children mutilating themselves, you're just wrong. You're the one who is cruel. Get it together. And this idea that if you don't go along, it's right-wing extremism. And cruelty, you're just nuts. This is why I speak so absolutely honestly and clearly and with focus about this idea that stop. you got to stop calling it LGBT. What made you think the L, the G, and the B are with you, T? And what makes anybody think the L, the G, and the B are with the idea of T for children? Why would you make this assumption? It's nuts. It's hateful. And there's Representative Clark thinking that she understands the decency. We're talking about kids here. You let kids make this kind of decision? You ain't decent. That's an easy argument to make and a winner, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. While this is being discussed, let me give you something that isn't being discussed. And Iran has taken actions also to improve its capabilities to produce a nuclear weapon. From the time of an Iranian decision, Iran could produce enough fissile material for a nuclear weapon in less than two weeks, and it would only take several more months to produce an actual nuclear weapon. The United States remains committed, as a matter of policy, that Iran will not have a nuclear weapon. The United States military has developed multiple options for our national leadership to consider if or when Iran decides to develop a nuclear weapon. You see, we've got real subjects to talk about here. Real things happening. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, making that statement today. But we heard this already from the Israelis that they could create a nuclear weapon in less than two weeks, that they've been working on enriching the uranium. That plan of stopping them is going to involve missiles hitting somewhere in and around Tehran and other spots where they build these things, and it's going to lead to launches of attacks against Israel because they're not able to reach the United States. That's going to be ugly, and it's going to happen. But Representative Clark thinks that it's just ugly and extreme to note that children can't make medical decisions for themselves. Well, Representative Clark of Massachusetts is wrong. As wrong as wrong can be, children cannot make medical decisions for themselves. And while we're on the subject of wrong as wrong can be, let's talk about Joe Biden, who is... As always, as wrong, as wrong, can be. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black,
1: got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the
0: sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. Joe Biden isn't just wrong here when it comes to guns. It's criminal. The ignorance of Joe Biden, the ignorance of the political left on firearms is stunning. Every single time they open their mouths, it's stunning. And in this, it is absolutely no different. You know... But our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. You are allowed to own a machine gun and you're allowed to own a flamethrower. That is Joe Biden, President of the United States, zero for two. Machine guns can be owned by private citizens. You have to get a, 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 a tax stamp. You have to... Get a tax tip. You got to pay some money, and next thing you know, boom! There you are, owning a fully automatic weapon. Yes, you can. A flamethrower, wasn't it? Wasn't it Elon Musk, uh, the Boring Company, and and he was selling flamethrowers. I'm only upset I didn't buy one. Of course, you can own a flamethrower. Of course, you can. And he is beyond ignorant in his conversations. But ignorance is what sets their standard, isn't it? Oh, Tony, that's mean, that's rude. Well, then what is it? What is it? Go back to Representative Kaylin Clark. Catherine Clark, sorry. Go back to her conversation. It's right-wing extremism and it's cruelty against trans people. No. It is the statement that children cannot make these decisions. And that children are being pressured into these things. And this is about protecting kids. And they decide that that is cruel. How wrong can one be? They're making the argument that it's okay for kids to decide their medical futures. And they think they're good and decent. Joe Biden leads the charge. We have to do something about guns. Everything is about the guns. You heard me talking about it earlier. Guns, 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 guns. No one wants to talk about this woman's manifesto there in Nashville. Three kids dead, three adults dead. Goes to this Christian school where she went as a child to kill everybody before uh, she takes her own life. As she texted to a, a possible friend that she was going to do. She had the need to not only take everybody out here, but there was the possibility of trying to kill others in other places. She was going to then go out and kill her family because, according to sources, they didn't accept her. I'm so sorry that they didn't accept you. I mean, that's got to be awful. I don't think that's something to mock. I don't think that's something to, to brush over. I think that's awful. It doesn't give you the excuse or the reason or the rationale to kill other people. And yet there are groups, there are groups out there like, oh, well, you know, what do you expect uh, in the face of all this hate? That's exactly what's happening. People like Representative Clark, people like these groups saying, if you don't allow children to do this, you're part of a trans genocide, you're just cruel. And well, what do you expect? They're fighting for their lives. The lack of compassion from the left is absolutely positively overwhelming, but that's par for the course, isn't it? They make a claim that is beyond radical and completely out of the realm of American thinking. Then everybody falls in lockstep, and when you're like, hey, wait a second, that's not right, they call you a bigot, they call you hateful, they protest you, they'll attack you in the streets. Riley Gaines is not allowed to speak on a college campus. She gets protested, I believe it was the University of Pittsburgh. She's the swimmer who swam against Leah Thomas, who is a man. Leah Thomas is a man. Leah Thomas has always been a man. Leah Thomas will die a man. Now, if Leah Thomas wants to change his name to Leah Thomas, and Leah Thomas wants to live a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way, I don't get to tell Leah Thomas what to do. Leah Thomas is a grown man. But Leah Thomas doesn't get to compete against women. And these same people who claim that you're cruel want to tell Riley Gaines, a female swimmer, that she has to accept the fact that she'll never win again because a man is competing against her and men are stronger by nature. They're faster by nature. No, don't get angry at it. <sighs> who cares? Just the facts, baby. That's all we're bringing you want women to sit in the back. You want women to lay down and take it. These leftists think women are second-class citizens. I can't believe the misogyny of Representative Catherine Clark. I find it stunning and appalling and, oh, yes, cruel. I find those people who think that Riley Gaines is the problem, this NCAA winning, uh, award-winning swimmer, that she's the problem. I find that cruel. I find that uh, there are way too many misogynists out there. The hatred for women, overwhelming, coming from men and coming from women, whether they be uh, in colleges or whether they be Representative Catherine Clark. And certainly, I find it abhorrent to think that somehow because a child says it, we should accept it. A child says it and you should go along with it? A child says it and that's the way it is? Ooh what happened to parenting? Why is there no parenting? And why are people celebrating the no parenting? Because, of course, that's the goal of so many. The parent should be removed from the conversation. The parent should be extricated from the life of the child. This is what you hear when we talk about education. Parents shouldn't have a say in a kid's education. They're not educated. They're not experts in education. Why should they have a say? Oh, my. Well, look at all the things they don't want parents to have a say in. And until you take a look at it, and then you accept because there is no other conclusion that one can make, that there are people out there who absolutely want to strip you from your children, who want to strip children from their parents until you understand this and accept this, and they want to control your kid, my God, you're going to have a tough time, and I defy anybody to come at me. I don't think they understand how ready we are for this conversation, for this fight. They want to have control of the children, and the answer is no. And because you say no, they say anything. Take the Second Amendment, for example. Take guns, for example. This shooting, see, it's all about the guns. It's not about the person. No, 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 it's not about this woman and her mental issues, being treated for a a mental disorder, an emotional disorder. It's not about that. It's not about her own personal demons. It's not about society, oh dear Lord. It can never be about society, what has been introduced to society that's harming people or what's been removed from society that needs to be put back in that helps people. It can't be about that. It's only about the gun. The guns are evil, the guns are wrong, the guns are awful, the guns are terrible. And they don't care that they don't know anything about guns. They don't care that they say it's illegal to own a machine gun like Joe Biden did, when of course it's not. They don't care what they say. They've decided this, and if you say anything else, you favor murdering children. You favor people being destroyed. I think they need to pay attention to more of the success stories. And now, another Second Amendment success story. You don't say you're sorry when you shoot someone! On Tony Katz today. It's a story out of Houston where a man in a wheelchair was being robbed. He's in a wheelchair. A man approaches him and tries to steal his bag. You walk up to a guy in a wheelchair and you want to steal from a guy in a wheelchair. We can all agree, you're a scumbag, right? Like like that's that's a that's a first-rate scumbag right there. So this guy, fearing for his life, had a firearm on him and then shot the person attacking him trying to steal from him. The progressive will then tell you, "Well, you see the problem is it's it's just things, you know, it's okay. You didn't have to shoot him." I would make an assumption, like I make the assumption regarding my 85-year-old father, and I don't actually call it an assumption because we talk about it. Not being able to defend yourself is an unbelievably frightening thing. Walking down the street, slower than ever, with a limp, my father now, with oxygen, and not being able to protect yourself, it's frightening, it's humiliating, you, you, Should we discuss the whole idea of manhood and the, the ability to protect and defend yourself knowing that you can defend your wife or your spouse and now all of a sudden you're at an age where you can't? How do you feel? You want to talk about what that does uh, to the mind and to the soul or does somehow that not matter? All of a sudden, no big deal. All of a sudden, oh, this is about your manhood. That's why you need a gun. I don't listen to ignorance, fools I don't listen to people who have no respect for others or recognition of age or recognition of how people act and I certainly don't pay attention to those people who don't understand manhood to begin with and the value that men put on being able to protect themselves certainly but protect the ones they love it is part of what makes them whole if, I, I can't explain that to people who want to say things like, huh, you and your manhood. Manhood matters. Manhood is important. And the people who don't believe in manhood, pff, well, screw them. I don't care about them. They're going to raise children who aren't men. Much different than how I'm doing it, thank you very much, and probably how you're doing it too. Manhood matters. But even if it didn't matter, and it does, Why should my father, at the age of 85, not be allowed to protect himself? Not be allowed a weapon to protect himself? My father, the only difference between my father and this guy in the wheelchair is the wheelchair. If somebody attacked my father, my father would have no ability to physically fight back. The only thing he could do is fire. He shouldn't have that? I think he should. I think it's very important that he should. And so a Second Amendment success story is not that somebody gets killed, but that somebody gets protected. And in this case, this man was able to protect himself. And he shouldn't sit there and just be a victim to the whims of people who, if they were caught, the prosecutor in that city probably wouldn't prosecute anyway. So therefore, the guy in the wheelchair only exists to provide whatever goods he happens to be holding for the person who wants to take it because there's no recourse. Not only do you not want a recourse from the courts or from the prosecutor, I should say, you don't want a recourse from the citizen. They shouldn't do nothing. I don't believe that. People should protect and defend themselves. Adults should protect and defend themselves and the ones they love. And that includes children and protecting them from themselves when they say things like, I want to mutilate my body. These things do connect. And I share these stories because there's more than just one thing going on today. It's kind of a theme I've got going on. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Remind me, I got to get into this with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, LegalInsurrection.com. A professor at the University of Texas, Austin, saying that if you object to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's a modern-day lynching. Ah, well, totally rational. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Oh, good Lord. Good to be with you. Um, so, uh, William Jacobson wrote about this at LegalInsurrection.com, and he makes the perfect comparison to Godwin's law. So Godwin's law is uh, that the longer a conversation goes, a discussion goes on the internet, the probability of a reference to Nazis or Hitler approaches one. Eventually, it's going to come up. It's going to happen. It's going to be said. Um, the idea that if I object to the bigotry that is DEI, that I am now guilty of a lynching, killing a black man, hanging a black man, do you know how criminal that is? But it goes along with the conversation about the idea of silencing. You're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that. If you say that, you're a bigot. If you say that, you're a racist. If you say that, you're a murderer. If you say that, you favor transgenocide. Well, now, if you have an objection to DEI, it's a modern-day lynching. At first, it was just white fragility. You see, you were just too fragile to have the conversation. You're not ready. But now, now it's just a modern-day lynching. Now, anything to get you to stop. My, my advice, my advice is don't stop. Don't you stop at all. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Can Gail King and Charles Barkley save CNN? I'm going to go with no. But do I think that they're worthwhile choices for CNN primetime? I'm going to go with I don't know. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything tonycats.locals.com. Tonycats.locals.com. Become a part of what we're doing over there. It's free. You can be a subscriber and get extra content. Totally your choice. Be supportive or, or just join and be a part of what we're doing. Would greatly appreciate it either way. Tonycats.locals.com. According to the sources, they're finalizing deals that would give them each a primetime hour on CNN. Now, is this an hour a week or is this a daily show? Five days a week. That's what it's because here's how it's written. Gail King, Gail King does the CBS morning show. Uh, we're talking about Oprah's best friend here. Charles Barkley, NBA, Charles Barkley. Finalizing a deal that would have them jointly lead a primetime hour each week. Wait, they're gonna do the show together? Is, is that it? They're going to do the show together. That's weird. I thought they were going to be doing separate shows. That's super strange. Remember, this is CNN that has still not replaced Chris Cuomo, that got rid of Don Lemon in the evenings and moved him to mornings where they have a morning show that's complete and total disaster. They don't have a lineup that you're paying attention to. Not that you necessarily paid attention to their lineup or you watched on a regular basis, but you knew of it. They've got nothing. The whole network is Jake Tapper. That's a real bad place to be because Jake Tapper has given up the bona fides of being a journalist and went into this uh, radicalness. Jake Tapper decided the thing to do was to court to one audience and that's it. Now, you say to me, Tony, don't you court to an audience? You mean as a radio host? I clearly lean to the political right, and I discuss this. I don't question uh, this. Nobody does. But there are plenty of people who listen to me who disagree with me because I'm not necessarily a disagreeable person. I'm breaking it down. I'm sharing it out. This is one of the reasons that some people think I'm a squish. I'm not screaming and yelling enough. It's crazy. When the people are like, you're a rhino or you're a squish, I smile so bright. And sometimes I'll have friends. who so will be like, you're a little wishy-washy there. And I'll be like, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. I mean, uh, friends, enemies, come at me, bro. I mean, that's all there is. Disagree, say so. It's fine by me. But I love how uh, everybody is always the, the, the tough guy. But when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. You've got this position, the people who aren't with you on your position are clearly wrong, so therefore they're either not strong enough or they're they're, they're being too strong, however it is you need uh, to, to, to rationalize it. That's a rational position. It's why when you're on this side of the mic, one of the things you don't do is read the comments. Or I should really, really say it this way, because I do read the comments. Uh, you don't take them to heart. You take a look to see if there's some commonality Within them, like like for example, if I'm discussing something, and I get nine comments of a of a certain type saying "check this story, check this story, check this story," there's possibly something that I missed. I, I cover a lot of subjects; it's possible to miss something. But when when I like when I started radio, I started mornings on WIBC in Indianapolis, and um, I there I would get hate mail. Oh, I I demanded to see all my hate mail. I demanded to see every single bit of, of my hate mail. My program director, David Wood, was like, you, you really want to see this? I'm like, I totally want to see it. Because I wanted to see if there was anything I could learn from it. See if there was any connective tissue to it. But when people would say, bring back so-and-so, a host who was there 20 years prior, or when they'd say, this guy is to New York. To New York, that is is, that that is a wee bit of code Uh, Right there, I didn't pay that stuff any mind. I can't bring you the guy who was here 20 years prior, and uh, I I can't help the fact that that I was circumcised as prescribed by Jewish law. I can't change these things. That's I can get some crazy glue, but that's about it. That's all I could do. So when when you realize that you're seeing you know a fair amount of those things. Uh, and most of it was bring back old hosts or, or whatever because people don't like change, um, there, there's nothing there that could be helpful to, to you. Are, are you doing the best show you can? Or are you doing the best job that you can? And, and how do you move forward with it? How do you go about growing that? But I never shy away from the fact that I'm a conservative. I come in letting you know what I'm all about. Jake Tapper wants to come in telling you he's a journalist. No, he's not, based on his own actions. That's not journalism. So he did the damage to his own, uh, I won't say so much career, but his own credibility, and he has no one but himself to blame, and I certainly don't like the guy from the way he's treated me, and he doesn't even know that he treated me poorly. That's the kind of cheap stuff he does online. I know, he treated me quite poorly. But if that's the most that CNN has, if that's the the, the 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 biggest name CNN has, CNN has an issue. How does it go about making this change? And what is the change? The change is changing the idea in people's heads that you're just this leftist MSNBC wannabe outfit, and you're actually interested in a news and b interesting stories shared with interesting perspectives. So do Gail King and Charles Barkley bring that? Well. One of the things Charles Barkley brings is an un, is is a, an unknown. He brings a wild card factor. He could say anything at any time. It would be completely unfiltered and completely honest. And he and he's fine with it. He is fine with it. He'll carry that on his shoulders. He doesn't care. Gail King brings a credibility of calmness that you don't think of Gail King as wild or over the top or over overly bombastic or even bombastic at all. You just don't see her in that way. Now, it could be, Tony, I am not watching CBS Morning News. I'm listening to you in, in the mornings. I am not listening to that. I, I, am, I have no idea what she's like. I, I'm not going to say no. But to the rest of America, that's a workable position. And for Chris Lick, the CEO, maybe there's something you could do with that. Someone to drive... The train, someone to give the wild notion, and then some that same someone to bring him back with the line, oh, Charles. People get this wrong about Howard Stern and Robin Quivers. Robin Quivers was not brought in to calm him down. Robin Quivers was not there to bring some kind of political balance to the show. Robin Quivers was there to play the part of the outrage that was part of the team that had no bearing on the thing that Howard did next. It was there to play the the, the collective conscious. Oh, Howard, you did not just say that. Then Howard would keep doing what he's doing. They understood their roles. They still understand their roles. Now, if Howard wasn't so politically ridiculous these days, embarrassing himself, the guy was happy to have lesbians orgasming on air. and now you're not allowed to tell a joke. That's a weird maneuver for a dude. That is too much money and too much age. That's what that is. I, i'm I'm hoping to get to that. I uh, can can we just get a round of applause? For me, getting to a place where I have so much money, I could be that nuts. Just a, no, just me. yeah i can't wait can't wait but that's what it is it's 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 for the show it's it's for the you know the outrage part oh howard that's part of the comedy that's what makes it so terrific and then there would be the times of course where robin being a, a remarkable talent herself um would then be, be the one, and it will be Howard playing uh, that part. My gosh, Robin, I've never seen you like this, Robin, and all that jazz. That works. That works if everybody knows their role. Uh, this is true of, for example, The Five. So when this got explained to me, I, I, remember, I do this for a living. I pay attention to this stuff for a living, and this was an incredibly good observation about why The Five works, but other panel shows, like when they bring panelists on, it doesn't work, it can't work. And the difference is what the goal is. When you're on The Five on Fox, the goal of The Five is to get the viewer to come back and watch tomorrow and make sure everybody there is on the same page about making sure the viewer comes back tomorrow. So none of them, regardless whomever is on the show, is really interested in the destruction of the other person. They're interested in the conversation ensuring the audience comes back. When you're part of a panel, like I've been part of many panels on, on cable news, where you're not Invested in the show, but rather you're invested in getting your point across so you've got the good sound bite, so you've got the good thing to share on video, so you get another five clicks and maybe another three followers. Everybody is in it for themselves. And when in a panel conversation, you're in it for yourselves, as opposed to in it for the show, the show cannot survive. It can't be done there's just, it, 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 you have a just your 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 purpose is different that's why these panel shows where they bring people in can't work because they're in it for a different purpose than the hosts of the show who are in it for a different purpose can Gail King and Charles Barkley be enough I don't know well tony what about the fact that they're going to get hired because they're black whoa i don't know that they both happen to be black. You would be arguing that Charles Barkley is not a personality in and of himself, regardless of anything racial. And you'd also be saying that uh, about Gail King. I don't have that data. They are both black. I don't care. They have proven themselves in their places as formidable. I didn't say you agree with them all the time. I am discussing where they are in the pantheon. In or in, in, in the overarching of people on TV today. In sports, Charles is right up there. In in morning news, Gail King is crushing. In every single way, crushing. Can't be denied. The two of them together? I don't know. Does it bring an audience? I don't know. Is it a good effort from Chris Licht, the CEO? Yeah, I I would argue that it's at least a good effort. Is it the right effort? Um, I would argue that, that Licht would be better off bringing in voices that were truly different. You know, there are people out there that you can grab who are you could argue center right. You you might want to pretend centrist, but clearly not leftist. That might engage and outrage the most progressive parts of the CNN audience, but might be absolutely engaging with a vast majority of the CNN audience who still believe CNN is down the middle news. And they haven't done that yet. They haven't gone down that route yet. So I think that that Gail King and, and Charles Barkley. Um, has interesting opportunity. I don't think it is enough. So the question is, if they're doing the show together, which which is the case, what else do they bring? What show do they pair with it? Are they going to go with somebody who's further right, or are they going to play this game of, well, these people are at least honest. You're dealing with a top-tier personality in Barkley. You're dealing with what has become a top-tier uh, a host in In King. Who else are you gonna get? Who else are you gonna reach for? That's the question. Find everything, Tony This is Tony Katz Today. You gotta love the fearlessness of J.K. Rowling. You gotta love it, the Harry Potter author who has been unafraid to say men are not women and women are not men. She gets called a turf. Trans exclusionary radical feminist. You see, if you don't accept the fact that men are women, well, then you're a bigot and you're hateful and you're the enemy and you're in favor of transgenocide. Oh, stop it. You sound like cultist crazy people. I mean, never mind anything else going on with with Nashville. On this subject, if I'm not allowed to note that men are not women and women are not men, and if you tell me that that's transgenocide, all right, I'm up for this fight. You're wrong and you're nuts. Now, why am I saying you? They're wrong and they're nuts. People who believe this are wrong and people who believe this are nuts. Flat out dangerous. Noting facts, that's genocide? Stop. You sound silly. So J.K. Rowling is asking a question to the people who uh, disagree with her or hate her. We're not going to watch your movies. We're not going to go to your shows. We're not going to read your books. Um, sh- she is asking a question and she says, I see this constantly. And the most frequently, frequent example of this is that they're pretending to be concerned about children. It's not about children. They really hate trans people. Oh, I hear that all the time. You don't care about children. You just hate people who are transgender. Blah, 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 blah. She continues, now if you're saying the indirect bigotry is asking questions where you believe significant harm is done, if you're saying indirect bigotry is standing up for women's rights, then you know what? Guilty is charged. I think it is a very bad faith argument to say that people who are asking questions are being indirect bigots because, you know, that itself, in my view, is a very bad faith position, which is absolutely true. If my asking a question proves my bigotry, I don't care if you call me a bigot. Screw you. You're unserious. Your answer to everything is you're a bigot or you believe in transgenocide because you're trying to shut another side down. I won't be shut down. I won't do it. So one of the things that she's asking is, hey, uh, political left, hey, radicals on this subject, hey, those of you who believe that children should be allowed to take medicines and have surgeries to change who they are, What if you're wrong? You see, if we're wrong, the kid just waits till they're 18. If you're wrong, the kid is destroyed. What if you're wrong? Ask yourself that, because I'm gonna start asking you that. What if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, it's just a delay. If you're wrong, that child never gets their childhood back and their adulthood is threatened. What if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, they just had to wait a couple of years till they're adults anyway, like they should, which has been my entire argument. If you're wrong, you pushed a child into having surgeries they didn't need and absolutely mutilating them. J.K. Rowling's doing good work here. I'm glad we're on the same side on this one. Appreciate it. Now, if she could just get me tickets to wherever that theme park is with the Harry Potter stuff, that'd be super cool. I'm Tony Katz.